Wow. Is this amazing? Thank you all so much. More than I know how to say, quite frankly. I'm going to start with a poem by Paul Busan entitled, Who Was That Man? You can translate. (laughs) I love those movies about a stranger who rides into town on the back of a horse and proceeds to start a chain of events that makes each person take stock of their lives so that after he's gone, everyone's better or worse for the wear than they were before he arrived. There are those masked women, too. (laughs) We've known from the beginning that I would be here no longer than two years. And in the best-case scenario, at the end of that time, you would have made significant progress. You would have defined yourselves. You would have positioned yourselves and understood yourselves well enough to be able to attract the minister who would carry you into your chosen future. I think this is a best-case scenario. For those of you who were here the first Sunday that I was stood in this pulpit, I told you the crystal metaphor that John Weston gives for interim ministry. How many of you were here that Sunday? And those of you that weren't picked up the rest of it on Cyber Coffee Hour? (laughs) What the metaphor was, was congregations crystallize around the leadership and the structures that they're currently in. And in that moment of openness, that moment of transition, that moment when the only thing you know for sure is that things won't be the same as they were before, there is an opportunity for someone to come in and act as a solvent to put those crystals back into a solution a super-saturated solution full of potential and possibility for a new string to be dropped in. That new string is not the interim minister. That new string is Justin Schroeder. One of the ways that that solvent action works is that the interim minister takes what's available, applies warmth, and agitates gently. (laughs) Agitating gently has become a watchword joke around here. I have been more gentle at times than at others, I'm sure. But then again, the worst thing that can happen is for anything to crystallize around that interim minister. And so continual agitation is in some ways necessary. 
My colleague, Heather Lynn Hansen, wrote on behalf of interim ministers who have now accepted the goat as our mascot. <laughs> I quote Heather Lynn. The goat is a reminder of the traits that good interim ministers display to be quick on their feet, to keep their balance, to traverse rocky slopes, to seek the high ground and the long view, to survive on a wide variety of forage, <laughs> to stand their ground and butt heads when necessary. to get along with the sheep, but think independently from the flock, to be alert for predators and to warn of dangers, to provide nourishment and warmth when treated well, and to be prepared, if necessary, to be a scapegoat with the sins of the community tied to their horns as they depart into the wilderness. Well, happily, I'm leaving you carrying no conscious burden of communal sin. But if, if you have some that you'd like to project on me, <laughs> feel free to do so. It's part of my job. It's part of my job to do the things that any minister trying to build a long-term relationship simply would not dare unless he or she were incredibly foolish to try. Knowing that I'm gone in two years, there's no question about whether or not this has to do with me. There's nothing in it for me. Interim ministers are here for transition. The only way anyone ever knows and thank you for all the accolades today. But the only way you will ever know if this interim ministry was successful is by taking your vital signs five years from now. Please keep that in mind. You're still on the road. So, doing things like having the building rekeyed with key leaders discovering they couldn't get in. <laughs> Clarifying committees' responsibilities and aligning their work with the congregation's vision and goals meant that the program council no longer exists and a number of committees have new charges that they didn't have before. In some cases, this has drastically changed the roles and the authority of some of the volunteers. And so, as is true, when any minister leaves you, some of you will grieve my leaving. Some of you will be relieved that I'm finally getting out of here. <laughs> and truth be told, it's bittersweet for me also. It will be easier for me to leave some of you than others.
I'm always known for the finesse, the gentle hand. <laughs> but that's okay. That's really as it should be, folks. Because in the end, the only question to ask ourselves and each other is, did we do the work? Did you do the work? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It's time to grade your performance, fill out your report cards, and I ask you to do a self-evaluation. We've done all the formal ones. We've been doing it formally and informally since my arrival. The transition office of the UUA has received detailed annual evaluations, both from me of you and from you of me. Those aren't the evaluations that count, though. I have a really very simple test. How much do you enjoy being together? Is there any difference in the atmosphere and the participation at social hour and at other gatherings, at board meetings and at committee meetings? Do people who were feeling hurt and angry when I arrived seem to be more at home? more comfortable? What's the spirit in the sanctuary when it's time to meet and greet your neighbors? Is there real joy about having an opportunity to do that? And I want to tell you that from my perspective, the change in the social atmosphere, in the climate, in the culture, is palpable. It feels like a much safer place to be than it was when you were so tender and wondering what was going to happen next. The laughter, the animated conversation when it's time to get back to cycle of life down in the social hall, it's almost deafening. <laughs> and it lasts twice as long as it did when I first came here. Know that. People are socializing over coffee, over meals, in meetings, at family fun nights, at parties, as well as in committees. You see, the whole purpose of being a church community is to be a community so that you can be energized to infuse your love your caring, your way of being into a larger world that is so desperately needing a better way, a better way of being, of doing, of caring. Whatever we, any of us want to see in a larger world, we have to first see in ourselves. So, as your outreach has increased, and it has amazingly, as your generosity has increased, it's increased exponentially at the same rate for people and causes that are not within this sanctuary. As we grow as a religious community, that growth affects everything.
And the tests, yes, are numerical. Never ignore them. But check here first, please. Check here first. I'm not leaving... I wasn't going to talk about this, but I am. I'm not leaving here nearly as cleanly as I leave most places. That's a bother. (laughs) It's not my style to leave loose ends, and so I'm not. I fell in love here, and I wasn't supposed to. Yes, I love this congregation, but I did not fall in love with you. But Candace Mainville and I will continue to be partners. And please support her while we're in a long-distance relationship. I have no doubt, although the work in every congregation is different, that the specific requirements, specific tasks that were given you in the interim to accept, understand, and incorporate your history. Thank you, 150th Committee. You have been just invaluable in that part of the task. To define and discern your present, choose your future, put in place the structures that you need to make the journey successful, and to reconnect with a larger religious community, your district and the Unitarian Universalist Association. You have done all of this work, and what I want you always to remember, I happen to think quite well of my skills as a coach and a cheerleader. I think I did a good job, but the point is, I was working with incredible natural talent. I didn't run the race. I didn't play the game. I didn't even choose all of the plays for you. You did. Own that. Because you truly are an amazing congregation. And so now the time has come to say goodbye. Ralph Gates, a yoga instructor, said, so we show up, burn brightly in the moment, live passionately, hold nothing back. And when the moment is over, when our work is done, we step back. And we let go.